Welcome back to the campaign. Today we've got Brooke McDonald on the show, the downhiller. He's just come back from overseas, so we had a big crash in Lesinge at the first round of the World Cup. So we'll ask him a few questions about where he's come from, where he's going, his plan for the rest of the season, that sort of thing. Cool. So, Brooke, you're from Hawke's Bay. Oh, are you, where are you coming to us at the moment? Are you back at home? or? Yeah, I'm back home, back in Hawke's Bay. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Just uh, yeah, back here for, for six weeks before the, the second World Cup, so... So you're Very lucky to have um, have a, a good break going into the second World Cup and try try heal the shoulder. Yeah, we we're going to say we didn't because a few articles were saying that you were going to race. A few said that you weren't, so we we're wondering like what's the plan now? Because you did break your collarbone in the singe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did break it. Um, my plan is to be back for Fort William. Um, well, yeah, that's my goal. I've been told by the specialist. That I went and seen today, I probably wouldn't be able to race here, but, you know, being a racer, you're never going to listen to to a person who's going to tell you yeah. tell you one thing that, you, that you're that you not going to race. So, um, yeah, I've definitely, definitely been trying to do everything I can um, to get back to not full strength, but obviously somewhat so I can, can race Fort William. I mean, the track's pretty brutal. It's yeah. not really a track you want to come back to after a broken collarbone so I'm just gonna just gonna play it by ear if I feel good like mentally and physically I'll definitely give it a crack but um if not I don't want to push it and then uh you know have the same injury again so I'll just uh leave it and and be be ready for Leo again which is the week after so I mean if I if I miss one race it's not not a big deal so I'd rather be back strong and uh and good for for the rest of the season. So yeah, I mean yeah, that's the plan. You're obviously running strong. I mean, you like qualified first in the um, first World Cup before it went a bit a bit pear shaped. So like, how's it all going for you? Have you done anything different in the off season, or is there like I don't know? Is it just the new team that's working magic for you, or what? Yeah, just um, nothing nothing done differently. Training all the same. Um, yeah, obviously a new team. Team that I've been with before has been. Uh, been a good fit that I that I really enjoyed and um, I mean yeah five way five years away from them and back with them now so now nah, um, it's gone pretty good I've spent two weeks over there so done a done a European race um, the weekend before uh, which was good leading up to that first World Cup but yeah just everything's kind of kind of clicking I got a good bike um, good mechanic. Good people around me, good teammates, um, all that sort of stuff. So important for for racing and um, you know trying to be at the top level of sport. Um, but yeah, just uh, that everything everything that weekend clicked. Um, I didn't do anything different. Maybe a few small small tweaks. Just trying to make things. Just trying to find find ways that that works for me and. Um, yeah, make me feel good and, and confident. Um, yeah, obviously qualified fastest and was fastest in time training, so that definitely lifted the confidence for, for the weekend and everything was going good. Like, my my race run was going to plan, like, everything that I had planned for it for it to happen in it was, was going well and no mistakes. Um, but just... It was just a freak accident. It was no, like a lot of people, a lot of people were read on the internet or 
whatever has been saying that I was pushing or pushing too hard, that sort of thing. But I was nowhere near the limit that I can that I can get to. I felt like my run was pretty dialed, and as you can see, probably from like the the replay, it was pretty smooth. It was just a just a freak accident. I I've like kind of thought thought about it over the last two weeks, like what what like could have happened, and I think. Um, thinking about that that section just there, there was two lines. So there was a line that you kind of went around. You did a right left, where you could go straight over straight over a pile of rocks, and that kind of set set, set you straight up into the the drop. Mm. And I feel like um, feel like that the right maybe the rider before me, I think it was Eddie, had done that that line and then went straight sort of straight into that drop and maybe mm. maybe some some rocks could have got skidded over and pushed over into the the main line from the other option line and um yeah i've just been like pushing the front down all weekend just because the drop was pretty flat so you kind of had to scrub a lot of speed off yeah and um yeah i think my wheel my front wheel was just a little bit offline and there was some rocks there and um, yeah, my front just washed, and then yeah, front went, and then my back also got caught up on a like looking back at the replay, got caught up on like a the ledge had a few like kind of little sharp rocks on top of it mm. that stuck up, and my back got caught on that, which pushed me over the bars. Oh shit! So, yeah, it's always and, like uh, hard looking. It ended everything pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it looked pretty gnarly, that crash. The track itself looked pretty hectic, though. Like, there were lots of gaps that you kind of had to huck a little bit to make or, like, pull up a lot or... Yeah, it was just a... It was, it was a pretty sick track. Like, I liked it because it was... It had, like, a lot of things that you had to think about. You couldn't just, like, open it up and, and go as fast as possible, like Mount St. Anne or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, like... You had, it was a track that you had to be patient on. You kind of couldn't push too hard, or else mistakes would have been made. And it's it's too short a track to be um, to have that sort of stuff happen. I mean, you lose you lose a lot of time. So yeah, I kind of I kind of felt like I gelled with it pretty good. And from from day one of practice, I got into it and and uh, got a good groove going for the rest of the weekend. But yeah, just uh, the plan plan didn't really go go uh as well as i wanted it to yeah from like videos we saw like it looked like you looked super smooth and strong and like like as fast as ever really so yeah yeah no i felt i felt good and i like to be honest i felt like i felt unstoppable i felt like if that didn't happen it could have it could have been a um a dream weekend and um yeah things could have been a lot better than they are now. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not overly disappointed about the whole thing. I just kind of gutted that that had to happen and uh, kind of ruined some things. But okay. I think that comes with with a part of sport and that sort of stuff happens. So. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm confident enough, and uh, nothing's really knocked my confidence back too much for for the rest of the season. So. Just a, just a minor setback. Yeah, well, that's good. That's what we want. Well, you qualified 
you were the fastest qualifier, but you weren't the last one down the hill. And then this has been a bit of a talking point the mm. whole weekend from everything. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that. And I know yourself in a post-race interview said that um, you should have gone down first. And we likewise agree. But can you talk us a bit through that just for like people that don't know or maybe, you know, have a bit of confusion on that sort of, on the new rule that's coming this year? Yeah, so I, I initially thought like, since I qualified fastest, I was the last man down the hill, and then I checked the the starting order the next day, and I was like, "Why am I going like twentieth off or something?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Maybe I'm looking at the wrong start sheet." But um, no, it's, yeah, the new rule is quite confusing because what it is. So they've made they made a rule. Well, they put a rule in for last year, which was going to be put in for this year. So the ten riders who finish in the top 10 overall from last year yeah. go into this year protected. as top 10 protected riders. So mm. no matter what happens to them, they're still going to be a top 10 protected rider. So say Aaron Gwynn had a crap first start of the year and he was coming 20th and yeah. not qualifying at a, at a race and that sort of thing, he still yeah. doesn't lose any positions he'll still be that last man down the hill right yeah. and then um yeah that's quite confusing and i i didn't really agree on that whole sort of thing that i went down i was like middle of the pack 20th yeah. rider down because then it's it's like it's an anti-climax you it know is, you want yeah. to see the last the fastest man yeah of the day on qualifying go down last because then it, everything ramps up yeah and it gets people, it gets people, you know, excited, and and that's what people want. And you, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just didn't really. I don't think it worked out that well. Like me going down twentieth, like the fastest man of the day on qualifying, people were like, well, why is he going down twentieth? Like, yeah, he'd be down last. And then um, also with Dean Lucas being the last man down the hill on that day is because. He was a protect. He was top twenty protected from last year. So first race he's in top twenty protected riders, and he was the fastest outside of the top ten protected riders. So he goes down last. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit confusing, but um, yeah, it definitely, yeah, it definitely um shouldn't be like that because it's yeah, there's so many factors in it, like. You know, say if I was a 40th place rider and I qualified first, maybe I'd go down 30th. Just for example, if I went down 30th, you've got, you know, another 30 people on track before you who are not like, who are obviously fast, but ride different lines to the the top 20 and the fastest people. So it also could make a lot of things it's almost like a different track. Difficult for for the fastest rider, like like myself. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was a disadvantage, but you know that that possibly could have been avoided with with um, me being the last rider down the hill. It's, it, the accident could have still possibly could have happened, but you know, just I think it's like a little bit of a disadvantage for for the fastest rider. Yeah, it's on not qualifying day having having to go down. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I guess that rule kind of makes sense. Like if you protect those top top twenty riders, but say for example someone in the top twenty crashes, they just start first. Yeah. 
like they like yeah. start as the as the as the lowest qualifier and then like you still run it in the same order that it was from qualifying but if the people who are protected start first yeah, yeah. then like the rule makes sense it I doesn't s- make sense that yeah. like those guys get to go down last when they were maybe qualified 40th especially in croatia no, exactly. like, that's, that's what i that's what i said i said that if so say if if those top say there's all those top 10 riders now that are protected if they qualify outside of the top 10 but inside the top 20 and there was a whole random bunch of guys who qualified from first to 10 mm. then those guys who are protected top 10 riders should go from 20th to 10th and then the, the guys who qualified in the top 10 should be 10th to 1st. Mm. Yeah. Because they're still going to they're still going to get coverage on TV. So mm. that's that's like a big another big reason why they um they wanted to put that rule in place because of also like the weather how um last year I think it was Lords Oh, like yeah. the top ten riders yeah. were um, not well. A majority of them weren't, weren't protected going into Fort William. So like, yeah, it just kind of makes I think makes the ruling a bit better for those guys and like a bit fairer. So yeah. those guys aren't getting kind of screwed over in the weather. But I mean, you can't do anything about the weather if the weather's coming in at I don't know four o'clock and and you know that. Yeah. Um, it's easy. It's easy to bring the race forward and and make that happen. But yeah, there's other um, ways yeah, around. So those yeah. guys, those guys also have TV coverage for the whole year because they're top ten protected riders, so they're always going to be covered on TV as well. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, do you think like so they've obviously with this new rule this year, and then like it's made it a bit harder, like the protected riders, and it's made the whole downhill scene like a bit more um niche i suppose yeah. would you agree or would you do you have any thoughts on like would this push more people towards maybe racing enduro or like even younger riders coming out the ranks would they like privateers would they be like oh, i'd rather sort of go and cut my teeth on the enduro scene as opposed to you know like this sort of this new um downhill world cup scene yeah i don't know it's hard to say because like with the with it being cut down to the top 60 riders, I feel like it's bringing, like, the sport, it's, it's bringing it more professionalism, like, so, like, more riders, obviously, you have to train harder, mm-hmm. work harder. I know it's I know it's a lot harder for a privateer rider, but mm-hmm. I did see a handful of, like, privateer riders qualify um, at the first World Cup mm. inside the top 60, which is pretty good because, mm. I mean, there's so many fast riders out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I guess it's like it's like any sport, though. You've got to, like, you've got to be dedicated. You've got to have the money. Um, you've got to have all those those sort of tools to, to back you and, and make you a good rider. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely made made the World Cup a lot harder to qualify, but it still was hard to qualify in the top top eighty. So like it's yeah, I don't think it's made a massive difference with like being the top eighty, top sixty. It's only cut um, twenty more riders out, but um, I think it's also like also for the broadcast too. So like people are not sitting there for three or four hours watching and getting over it. It's more yeah. like a quick, you know, two hours, mm. and they're still 
when, when that last rider goes down, they're still like, yeah, sick, I want to, you know, I'm going to watch the next race. I'm yeah. not going to have to sit there for four hours watching. Yeah, true. Action pack. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. sense. Um, So, yeah, you said you're still racing Fort William. Like, what's the outlook for the rest of your season after that? Is it World Cup Series and a bit of, um, uh, what's it called? EWS. Yeah, EWS or, um, what's it in Canada that was in Rotorua? Crankworks. Crankworks. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. So, nah, um, just basically, yeah, basically focusing on World Cups um, this year. Not really, uh, not really interested in the enduro scene. I kind of want to, want to tick, tick, uh, tick goals off on my downhill, downhill side of career, and uh, yeah, uh, basically, yeah, race all World Cups this year, and then gonna race. I think Innsbruck Crankworks, oh, yeah. maybe. Maybe Leger, I'm not not 100 percent sure on that, but yeah, basically World Cups that uh, focus. So yeah, that sounds that sounds good. A lot of the guys are doing like both the both enduro and downhill, but I guess it becomes like a bit hard, and it's kind of two different training methods. Like it, and... yeah, it's way too much. Hey, like if you want to race those two, you've got to be doing so much training. Yeah, like, it's, um, I've obviously seen it from from when and um, it definitely definitely doesn't look enjoyable and yeah. I, I see like you know the struggle of trying to race two two races um two races are obviously so so different amongst amongst each other like you know you've got down which is short explosive um sort of racing and then enduro which is like a lot of endurance yeah yeah it's almost like, it, like a lot of yeah a lot of like mixed training a lot of uh a lot of long rides so yeah um what are you yeah, doing i think for... uh from from talking to when he's he's focusing more on downhill and just doing a couple of um couple of ews but yeah, yeah. oh yeah That's what, cool. what are you doing for training now like because your cobbling's not great are you doing like curls with one arm or like <laughs> what's the plan <laughs> yeah just um yeah just been been going pretty hard in the gym the last last five days since I've been home I just want to try like I'm so like so focused on trying to heal as fast as I can to be back because yeah I don't really want to want to miss much racing but um yeah just been doing like a lot of legs cardio yeah um arms just like yeah just sort of all all body um apart from using my arm I just just trying to get my bicep going again like Doing doing lightweight bicep curls, um, yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, I've yeah, seen... I'm probably probably start getting into some like lightweight range of motion, all that sort of stuff. Probably yeah. next week. Um, yeah. on my shoulder. I've seen you do a few road races in in Hawkes Bay, a few crits and stuff. Do you do a bit of riding on the road or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot of road riding. Um, a lot of my training's based around around. Um, the road bike, which is good, I, I enjoy that. Um, and yeah, also do <clears throat> do a few races in the in the summer. I like to like to mix it up a little bit. I like I enjoy racing against people because I feel like it's something different to what I do. Because yeah. I race against the clock and it's an individual sport. So you know, one one little mistake and and that's it all over. Whereas you can make a mistake and. Uh, group racing and, and always make it back up yeah 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 cool. um yeah so i think we'll do the quick fire round now yep. um so yeah george <laughs> we've got a few questions then it's only, only like four or five so 
That's sweet. Sweet. Uh, all right. Um, we'll start off with the classic one. Mama or Vegemite? Ooh. Probably Mama. I don't eat... I actually don't eat much uh, Vegemite or Marmite, so I'm going to go... Yeah. Go Marmite. Normally eat a little bit of it. That's my, uh, that's my picking. All right, cool. Um, toilet paper under or over? Oh. <laughs> toilet paper under or over? I'm going to have to look at my toilet now. <laughs> 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 Can't remember. Okay. Um, and... Uh, under. 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 Oh. oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> um, um, twenty-seven five or twenty-nine. Twenty-seven five. Easy one, that one. Yeah, that kind of wraps it up. We were going to talk about your teams, but yeah, Mondrake is humming, so that's that's good. Um, yeah. Anything else yep. to uh, add? It sounds like you're pretty, you're super motivated for the season, and you're obviously super quick. You just had a bit of bad luck on the, uh, on the race run, but. Yeah, other than that, I think we wish you all the best yeah. and we'll be following you eagerly throughout your throughout Sweet. the rest of the no, season. Thank you, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so we thank can you. follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Brooke McDonald 6. And Facebook, yep. is it just Brooke McDonald? Yep. Sweet. Sweet ass. That's right. it. If you want to follow him, head there. Yep. Sweet. All Thanks, right. man. Cool. Awesome. Sick. Cheers, boys. All right. Sweet. Take See it easy. Later. See ya. See ya.